You're listening to The G-Factor with Lauren and Tony, a weekly microcast offering a variety of unique ways to market your business or organization. Now, without further ado, here are the hosts of G-Factor, Lauren Doherty and Tony Van. I can't tell you how excited I am about this week's podcast, Lauren. As soon as you said what we were going to talk about, I was like, First of all, I got super excited. I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to talk about this. And secondly, I'll tell you, it was weird because my stomach started to rumble a little bit. I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to talk about um, fried mushrooms and we're going to talk about mozzarella sticks. And, we're, and I mean, that's what that's what we're talking about, right? Yeah, apps. That, apps yeah, keep right? going. Apps. I mean, I'm on the fried mozzarella. I mean, absolutely. it's that's all we're going to talk about. I mean, just all of these uh, little dishes that start the meals. That's what we're talking about today, right? Apps. Yeah, kind of, kind oh. of. Not not same different. same but different, right? Exactly, same name or abbreviation. <sighs> totally different. Totally different. So, all right. Well, what kind of apps are we going to be talking about today, Lauren? So we are talking about digital apps. So something else that we feel like is making kind of a comeback, kind of like the QR code, you know, 10, 12 years ago really came on strong. And then I feel like it kind of dialed back a little bit. And now once again, um, kind of some traction and piling on about the need for apps, just like people are using QR codes, you know, needs have changed. Um, consumer habits and behaviors have changed that like we've talked about in many, many episodes, influencing a lot of marketing strategies. Um, but yeah, let's talk about some apps, some interesting trends, and then just a couple of important things to think about and consider whether you're owning it, creating an app or considering it, or even from an advertising perspective. So yeah, that's cool. Well, um, I know we've always talked about this, but you're kind of the stats gal, but I came up with a couple of uh, stats to, uh, you know, kind of um, tease your appetite, if you will. Uh, see how I did that. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, I hope these kind of work in with what you're going to chat about, but a couple of kind of neat things, according to App Inventive, a uh, couple of neat things to know. So if you have a mobile website, which is great, uh, yes. most people spend about 13% of their time on a mobile website, as opposed to a mobile app where they spend about 80%, excuse me, 87% of time. So if you have uh, a mobile app versus uh, a mobile website, uh, you're more likely, most visitors are more likely to be on that app, which is very interesting to me, uh, whether you have incentives or not. And then the other thing I'd want to just throw out there while we're chit-chatting a little bit, um, kind of the money side, Forbes, I'm not sure if you've heard of them or not. They're kind of this little little think tank group that knows a little bit about money. They are estimating that uh, app spins in 2025, which is right around the corner, actually, three years away, will equal about $30 billion with a B uh, in funds, just in apps alone, which is pretty amazing if you think about uh, that trend. Um, so I didn't know you could spend that much money on Tinder, but I guess you can, right? 
Well, and those really good, you know, Instagram ads where they really target you and you have to buy it right now. Right. I'm sure a lot of things are included there, but yeah, basically, you know, and I looked at some of the same things, which is what, you know, got me onto this topic was just the growth. So, I mean, I I don't think it's a surprise that, you know, downloads and several verticals, um, downloads of apps grew in 2021. I looked at a trend report from mobile app trends from adjust and, The three big um, installs were from e-commerce type apps, gaming, uh, which is the largest, and then financial technology, which I don't think that's any surprise, Mm. you know, with Mm -hmm. crypto, um, Venmo, Cash App, all of those kind of tools were a big part of that. They all saw significant growth, but casual games or apps that include some sort of smaller gaming function was actually 27% of the growth for installs. And the overall gaming was 32, but of that, the, you know, casual games or something that just had a small gaming component, even if it was in an e-commerce type app was 27%. So that's a huge jump. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then just one other thing of note that I thought was interesting, but Mark apps that are actually on the marketplace um, have a higher retention rate than those that are not, which I thought was really interesting. So if it's something that you are pursuing, you definitely want to be available in the marketplace, not just asking someone to kind of create like, you know, you might call it an app, but it's really more of like a saved link on their you know home screen. You can kind of do that, you know, on your own, just yeah. to your mobile site. Um, but you definitely want to have marketplace presence, basically. So I thought that was just very interesting. Um, I think also a big, this change kind of came, you know, through because a lot of the talk from the iOS privacy changes and updates, um, I think that the effects there, which we're actually going to talk about some in the next episode too, for next week, um, which is pertaining to email marketing and some of those privacy updates, but the same thing, Um, just basically affecting user acquisition for the app side. Um, I think there was a lot of discussion or maybe worry about those iOS changes, you know, there as well. So I think that's one reason too, why people probably invested on the app side in 2021 or into 2022. So I guess overall, you know, we get asked some about, you know, Hey, what if I created an app or, you know, is this something that you think we should consider? And I thought it was just a good topic to maybe touch back on, again now rather than you know it we hadn't really received that many questions over the past several years but i'm kind of seeing an uptick in it again so i thought it was good to address with some data like you know we're doing now so i just thought some of those things were just really interesting um the other big piece of this is i think it's just another good own tool you know and we've talked about this before too which is um, you know, relying on social media or some third party things sometimes can be detrimental. You know, if there is an outage or if something happens and your account gets suspended or, you know, hopefully not, but, you know, some people have lost their Facebook page or, you know, there are a lot of things that can happen and for many various reasons, but the more own tools that you have, for instance, you know, email marketing or a text, you know, campaign, and you own that data and that user information or something like an app that you have created and you own and can push content to are really good investments, you know, over time. So I just think that that was another important point to think about. Absolutely. I mean, I think you're, you right on. I just had a colleague that uh, sent out a big alert help that, you know, her uh, not no fault of hers, 
you know, one of her social media accounts channels got, uh, you know, overtaken by spoofers mm-hmm. basically, you know, and, um, not that necessarily an app is, uh, impervious to that, but it's just another communication, uh, tool so that if that does happen, at least you have another way to connect with your audience and, you know, alert them to that, let them know that that's what's going on. Let them know that things are changing, whatever, whatever, you know, that, that looks like, um, you, you also said something that was very interesting to me. Uh, I kind of like to not double back on it, but the the importance about being in uh, a store whether that's the you know the Google Play store or the uh, Apple um you know uh, app store those are critical uh there are, it's very easy to get into uh Android and Apple are both making it um kind of uh more advantageous lack of better terms through either um some of their trending or their uh, analytics programs to, you know, kind of increase your search results from that. Android's coming out with something called an app bundle where they're basically allowing people to um, uh, create APK APK, uh, codes where they can bundle the formats and provide uh, mobile apps. uh, So you don't have to just develop one app. You can actually bundle several together. Uh, That helps a lot as well. So there are just a lot of advantages to exactly what you're saying. Make sure that you go ahead and become a developer. Uh, a lot of times, if you're using a third party to develop an app, which some people do, you know, not all of us can just develop an app, but you might go to right. someplace like a, a Buildfire or something. And, uh, you know, they have the ability to basically pay to play so that you can, you know, pay an extra $250 or $300 to go ahead and register into those. That's probably worth it, candidly. Um, you know, the only time, and I don't want to kind of stumble here, but the only time that I don't know that that would be worth it if it was like a, you know, like a throwaway app or a one-time app for like a one-time event or something like that where, you right. you know, you would need it, you know, use it, and lose it kind of thing. But um, I totally, totally support that, um, uh, you know, just underline what you say for sure. So, yeah, no, that's good information. That's really interesting, too, for Google. Um, the only other thing that I was thinking about or considering I mentioned kind of on the front end is also, you know, the um, uptick in app use and downloads is important if you're considering um, advertising in apps for part of your digital advertising campaigns. I think that's definitely something viable to consider if you are not already, um, or take a look at adding or testing at, at the least, um, just being sure you're choosing to advertise in apps that make sense and match your audience, um, not just you know what's in your budget, but definitely what matches your audience, either their likes or their interests or lookalike type audience that you're looking for. So just another little quick point there. So consider as an advertiser as well, not just, you know, for a direct marketing tool for your business. But I think that that's, you know, those are the things I just thought were good to kind of bring back around and feels like something we haven't talked about in a while. So, yeah, no, I think that's, I think it's important. You know, sometimes we get in the muck and mire of day-to-day operations or, or work and you think, oh, I totally use that. But you know, uh, an app is just another tool uh, that, like you say, kind of like the QR code is, you know, kind of coming back to the forefront. There are um, uh, new versions of it, whether it's a wearable app or like you mentioned, the Fin app. Um, you know, I was 
talking to somebody about <laughs> blockchaining and you know mm-hmm. the US is actually second in the adoption of blockchaining in the in the world uh China is number 1 believe it or not so mm-hmm. um you know there're just a lot of things coming around and and I don't want to kind of blame it on covid but on the other hand I think that covid has really kind of pushed the paradigm if you will Definitely. towards you know technology and what what helps our world stay connected, whether we are physically connected or not. And so uh, I think an app is definitely, you know, a stepping stone toward that path for sure. So. Well, I think that wraps it up for this episode and for this week. Um, Tune in next week. Like I mentioned, we're talking about email marketing and some do's, don'ts, um, updates with privacy changes, important trends. So tune in for that too. Yeah, that's good. So, um, I so so we're we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about nachos then, right? I guess not. But I think you got to at least mention some of your favorites. So, do you feel better about that at least? I do. Um, <laughs> I really do. But just just a reminder that this isn't this is nacho regular podcast. I'm <laughs> and with that, I'm Lauren Doherty, and I'm Tony Van. Tune in next week to the G Factor. Thank you for listening to G-Factor. For more episodes, additional information, and a way to connect with Lauren and Tony, visit theguildfactor.com.